everyone to the Top Diz. I've got a great one for you today. Today, I'm gonna be talking about the best times to visit Walt Disney World and talk about one of my recent quick trips and just let you know what all you can do when it is not busy at Walt Disney World. You know, a lot of people spend lots of money and time, or maybe just money, on a Disney World trip. And for the most part, people go when everybody else goes to Disney World. And so sometimes that puts, you know, a bad taste in somebody's mouth or makes them not enjoy their vacation as much. So I wanted to talk about the best times to go to Disney, and it's really simple. And I could probably end this podcast in in one minute just by saying this. All you need to do is go to Disney when the majority of the United States is in school. So when kids are in grade school, so kindergarten through 12th grade in the United States, when school is in, that is when you want to go to Disney if you don't want to have a bunch of big crowds. So anytime kids are in school, it is the best time to go to Disney. So if you have younger kids, um, really go to Disney whenever other great school kids are in school. If you don't have kids, um, go whenever kids are in school. So, you know, that's when a lot of um, folks that have double income and no kids that enjoy Disney go to Disney so they can take it easy. There's no big crowds. They get whatever restaurants they want to go to. It's really at a slow pace and they get to enjoy their time. But bottom line is, Disney is the busiest when kids are out of school. So go when kids are in school. That is the number one tip when to go um, to Disney World. Now, there's some outliers to that um, just because certain things happen at Disney that cause people to go, um, whether that are, whether that's run Disney events, which are amazing. I do res, run Disney events, but when those events happen um, throughout the year, whether it's in January, February, April, um, they're, they're all throughout the year, and there's six of them usually every year, and those race weekends are really busy, so um, just beware um, and look at that when you're making reservations. So try to avoid those weekends unless you're running that race, then it's really great. So if I think about um, the upcoming year and I think about times to come, so like I said, when kids are in school is the best time. So this past month, like September, really perfect, right? Anytime in September is great. Um, Always good. Always good to go in September because kids usually just got back in school and people aren't traveling in the States. So September is a really great month, historically the best month to visit Disney from a crowd standpoint. Um, October, most weekdays in October are really great. Now, there is fall break for some parts of the United States. Um, Kids now, just like there was spring break, there's fall break now. So some areas of the country... Uh, For example, where I live, my kids get off a whole week in October, and guess what? We'll be at Disney World, and so will a bunch of other people that are at fall break. So um, just be careful from that standpoint, but in general, most weekdays in October are really great. Now, this year, October is a little bit different because it's the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, so this year is a little unique from an October standpoint, but in general, 
October outside of that. Um, the weekdays are usually really good. Um, November is actually a pretty decent time to go as long as we're not talking about Thanksgiving. And then early in December um, is usually a good time to go to. So um, those are probably your best times. And then when you look at um, you know, going into 2022, so January after uh, the uh, Run Disney Marathon. So that marathon is that January 9th weekend. So after that weekend, it's usually pretty good. And then late January or early February is pretty good before President's Day. Um, so that's in general what I would tell you. Um, September, like I said, is usually a big winner. And I'm going to talk more about that here in just a little bit because I just went and um, for a short trip on a weekend and I just want to tell you what all I was able to accomplish in a two-day short stint period in September on a weekend. It was pretty amazing. So historically September, really good times. So just times that aren't um, very good times from a crowd standpoint. Like if you love people and you don't care to ride five million things and want to people watch, these are great times. So, you know, week of Christmas through New Year, um, January 1st through the 4th, like after New Year, week of Thanksgiving, uh, first part of August, basically the end of May, June, July, um, spring break weekends in March or weeks in March are all super busy. And by super busy, I'll tell you, we're not used to that anymore. Like super busy Disney, I think would make people go crazy nowadays i mean there were times that i've been at disney where i can barely walk because there's so many people and that's with everything happening at disney right now we don't even have the character meet and greets and all of the shows and all that stuff that that takes those people and puts them in different places within the park that not all that stuff is going on right now like we don't have parades like parades was a huge event that sucked in a lot of people to watch that that allowed rides to not be as busy and, and walkways to not be as busy so um just be aware so those are times you probably don't want to go basically any holiday is going to be busy whether it's you know easter july 4th thanksgiving like i said christmas new year's all that stuff like labor day veterans day columbus day you know all those things can be really busy there so just Remember, kids are in school, good. Kids are in, not in school, bad. So if uh, you're looking from that standpoint of when to plan your trip and wanted to be as easy as possible. I know before my kids were in school, it was great to go prior to, uh, you know, when kids were in school. So it was just, it's night and day difference at Disney and it can make it so much more enjoyable to be able to do whatever you want, to hustle as much as you want, to do as many things as you want, or to be as laid back and not have as many long lines. And so that's what I wanted to get into now. I wanted to talk about my most recent trip. And so this trip uh, was in September. So I went on September 18th, which was a Saturday, and September 20th. So I flew in on Saturday morning and flew out on Sunday evening. So very short, very short time. And I just, I can't wait to tell you what all, what all happened. So the reason of the trip is I attended a uh, 
pass order preview for Remy's Ratatouille, which if you listen to my previous podcast, you, you heard me talk about that. But let me tell you about my trip and what all I was able to do because, as I said, September is the best time to go. <laughs> like I said, this is a Saturday and a Sunday, historically the busiest days. Had I gone during the week, it probably would have been even better. So I flew in. So I don't live in Orlando. You know, I fly there. It's a it's a quick, direct flight. Gets me there in two hours, and or actually an hour and a half. So I arrived at the airport at 10 a.m. on 9-18, which is Saturday. I had a rental car. So rental car is a huge piece of this as well. So do some you know, homework and, and that sort of thing. Sometimes paying more for a rental car is going to pay you dividends in the long run. And so I'm able, able to use um, certain things that I'm members of to get discounts with rental cars, but there are some rental car companies where you can just go straight to your car and get in. No checking in with anyone or whatever, and then you when you get to the guard at the gate, they just assign that car to you. So that's what I did. And so there's multiple that, that do it, like Budget does it. Um, I think Hertz does it. I use National, which National can be more expensive, but like I said, I'm part of a group that gives me a discount for that. But um, So National, I got off of my plane, and I didn't check luggage because I was only going to be there for you know basically two days or a day and a half even maybe. Um, so I, I carried on my luggage. So I got off the plane at a little after 10, basically went straight to my rental car. You get to pick whatever rental car you want with National if you do it Emerald Checkout. You just go to the car, put my stuff in the car, got in the car, drove to the gate. They let me go, and I was on my way to Hollywood Studios because that was the first place I was going to go. Unfortunately, um, I did not get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance at 7 a.m. I uh, did not get it, and that was totally my fault. Um, Normally, I'm all over it. However, this time, for some reason, I forgot about the time change because I don't live in the Eastern time zone, and I was all prepared to get my Rise of the Resistance boarding pass, and I was like an hour late when I did it as I was waiting for my flight to leave. So I totally missed it. So didn't matter. I've ridden Rise of the Resistance before. Um, and, you know, I was like, you know what? I'll try it one the second time around and see if I can get one that's pretty close. Um, so my plan for that Saturday was to go to Hollywood Studios, ride a couple rides, and then go to Magic Kingdom and see Happily Ever After for the last time. Because Happily Ever After is like my favorite thing at Disney World and it's going away. So October 1st whole new fireworks and projection show at Magic Kingdom. Um, So I wanted to go see that one last time as well. That was another reason for the trip. So anyway, go to Hollywood Studios. So as soon as I get to Hollywood Studios, I go and I go ride Smuggler's Run. It's a walk-on. Once again, September, it's a Saturday, pretty much a walk-on on everything. Like everything, while I was there for the two days, said anywhere from five minutes to 40 minutes but the majority of the majority of the rides were walk-ons even if it said that so i went to smugglers run um you know millennium falcon smugglers run pretty much it was walk-on and enjoyed it i got off 
by that time I was hungry because uh, for me it was lunchtime and you know it was probably at that time I don't know exactly but I'd say it was 11 30 12 ish something like that um, because you know I had driven to Hollywood Studios parked gone all the way back road smugglers run got off but I went to docking bay 7 so there was some stuff on docking bay, at docking bay 7 that I wanted to try that I hadn't before and I got um, Docking Bay 7 is the quick service that's right beside um, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run there in Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios, so Star Wars based. But I got the Batuan Beef and Crispy Tapato Stir Fry. So, and that is smoky braised beef glazed in tamarind sauce, served with stir fried mushrooms and vegetables, crispy herb yucca, pickled onions, and cilantro. And it was great. I had seen it. Um, by a vlogger or someone, and I was like, "Gosh, try! I got to try that." And so I did, and it was great. And so that was my lunch. After lunch, I started back towards Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad because I wanted to ride it. I've ridden it uh, quite a few times during COVID. However, they weren't running the pre-show um, anytime I had ridden it, so. I wanted to see the pre-show that now is going and so I was walking back and then I saw Star Tours was five minutes which basically means it's a walk-on so I went on Star Tours and unfortunately I've literally gotten the same scene in Star Tours the last three times I've been on there and there's like 60 different possibilities um, I'm jinxed I think but anyway um, I love Star Tours I think it's amazing uh, Star Tours of course is is right there coming out of um coming out of galaxy's edge it's it's just a great classic ride there in uh hollywood studios and so i got off star tours you know what i said you know what i'm gonna treat myself and so as i was walking out of star tours um i mobile ordered a wookie cookie from the backlot express and the backlot express is right there by star tours and Wookie Cookie is one of my favorite desserts in Disney World, and man, is this thing huge. So I ordered the Wookie Cookie, and I ate probably, I don't know, 30% of it. So if you don't know what it is, it's a it's an awesome sugar cookies, and it has a like a bandolero, like Chewbacca wears on top of it, and then inside is basically like icing. Um, it's basically like a giant oatmeal cream pie, but it's not oatmeal cookie, and the middle is like icing, but it's huge. Um, it was awesome. I, I, like I said, I ate a little bit of that and just treated myself, because why not? Um, and then after the Backlog Express Wookie Cookie, I went to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway R Railroad, which historically this was, um, or not historically, but this was this was the longest wait I had um while i was on my trip and so i think it was almost like 30 minutes it said it was 45 but i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it and just note to self if you want to run ride mickey Minnie's runaway railroad if you wait to the end of the night it's pretty much a walk-on for the most part or it's going to be the easiest time to get on in the evenings because people tend to leave that park in the evening so just just a heads up but anyway i waited 30 minutes and then after Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, um, I headed towards Tower of Terror. And I wanted to do either Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster, whichever was quicker. And on the way, I tried for a Rise of the Resistance, um, 
boarding group, which I got. I got one. Unfortunately, um, it was too late in the evening and it was going to push me to miss Happily Ever After. So I did get a boarding pass. It was going to be way too late and I was going to be leaving Hollywood Studios. So I didn't even get to use it. But um, I decided to get on Tower of Terror because Tower of Terror, it said the 30 minute wait and it actually didn't take that long at all. Um, I looked at Rock and Roller Coaster, it said a 45 minute wait, and I looked also at the single rider line. Single rider line at um, Rock and Roller Coaster can be much longer than actually the standby. Like if you see people outside waiting in the single rider line, it's probably gonna take longer for them to go on than if you went in the regular line. So anyway, I didn't do Rock and Roller Coaster, I did Tower of Terror. And I have to say, I don't know if it was just that day or what, but honestly, I think this was one of the best Tower of Terror rides I've ever had. So something happened that's never happened to me before. Like you get taken up and down in the Tower of Terror. And normally on your last one, you come down and they start playing a show and um, before you exit the ride vehicle. So we came down and they started to play a show and then it sent us all the way back up again. It's never happened to me before. It was awesome. I loved it. It was just a great ride. So this is all still Saturday um, on 9-18, September 18th. And so um, at that point, it was probably, I don't know, when I got off Tower of Terror, maybe 1.30, I got off Tower of Terror, 2 o'clock, maybe close to there. Um, and I left. I left the park. I left Hollywood Studios and I headed to Magic Kingdom because like I said, I wanted to see Happily Ever After that evening. I thought I could catch a couple rides in Magic Kingdom. Um, so I go over to Magic Kingdom and as soon as I walk in, I'm like, man, it is just a special day because the Dapper Dans um, were up on top of the train station singing. So I listened to them for just a second. I had to go ask guest relations a question for an upcoming visit that I had. So I did that. Um, and then I went to what is like my favorite ride. And I went to Splash Mountain. Went straight to Splash Mountain because I'm like, you know what? If I'm only going to do a couple rides here, I want to do my favorite. So I go to Splash Mountain. I ride Splash Mountain. It was fantastic. I get off and I had reservations. Um... For Skipper Canteen later, which is a sit-down um, dinner. And so I still had time, though, so I went by Pirates. Pirates was a walk-on, so I literally walked on the ride, enjoyed Pirates, got off Pirates, and then it started to get... Um, I had about... I guess it was about 45 minutes or an hour before my dinner reservation, and it started to sprinkle and I jumped in line of the Jungle Cruise because the majority of the Jungle Cruise line is covered. Um, that ride always operates in the rain and it's covered as well um, when you're on that ride. So it did, it rained the whole time I was in line for the Jungle Cruise. It rained even while I was on the ride, but life was good. Like I got to ride the Jungle Cruise and then when I got off, it had stopped raining and I went to Skipper's Canteen for my dinner. And Skipper's Canteen is really good. If you've never been there, you should definitely try it. Um, definitely some more adventurous items on the menu. Um, but I got taste like chicken because it is. And that's exactly what it is. It's chicken. It's crispy fried chicken with sweet chili glaze, stir fried vegetables, and seasoned rice. 
If you didn't know, all the people at Skipper Canteen are dressed up just like the folks that are on the Jungle Cruise, your guides on the Jungle Cruise. It is an extension of the Jungle Cruise. And so if you didn't know it, Skipper Canteen is what I've been calling it, but it's technically Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen is the name of the restaurant. And it's Jungle Cruise themed. And there's some really cool stuff if you take time to walk around and uh, look at the stuff within that restaurant. Some cool nods to some Jungle Cruise items um, in there. Now, it was raining um, pretty good while I was eating, and I was watching my uh, radar map app that I have, and so it was still raining, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and order dessert because this rain's still gonna be here for a little bit, and man, am I so glad I did. I never had it before. It's called the Kungaloosh. And it's like my new favorite dessert at Disney. It's it's not very big, but man, is it amazing. So Kongaloosh is an African-inspired chocolate cake with caramelized bananas served with cashew caramel ice cream topped with coffee dust. Holy cow. It was awesome. So, I mean, I like bananas. I'm not like, oh my gosh, bananas are the best thing. But these bananas were amazing so they were definitely you know caramelized like crunchy on the outside like they were flambéed and then just yummy banana on the inside on top of this chocolate cake huh and there's this caramel ice cream with this little coffee dust on top i mean holy cow it's amazing like it's almost worth going to skipper canteen just for that little dessert and maybe i'm blowing it out of proportion or maybe it's just because I wasn't expecting that great of a dessert, but it was awesome. So, after I got done eating Skipper's Canteen, I walk outside, and, and it's a little drizzly. Like, I've got my umbrella. Um, I'm a big fan of umbrella versus poncho now. But anyway, I had my umbrella, and I just started walking towards the castle. And I saw how there were still some rides that were closed due to the rain. Um, but, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just walk around. And so, I'm walking um by seven doors mine train and it opened up like right when i walked past so this is an anomaly this one I, yeah i probably would have had to wait for a while but i literally waited five minutes to get on seven doors mine train because it just opened back up after rain and so i lucked out on that one and so after that i was like you know what i bet big thunder mountain just opened up too and so i walked over to big thunder mountain walk on so I rode Seven Doors Mine Train, Big Thunder Mountain, and man, it was a, it was a big day. And then um, I took it upon myself to make sure I got a great spot for Happily Ever After. And so there's a little spot um, that's right in front of a little gate, so there's not people in front of you. It's kind of right where, um, I think it's Goofy and, is it Goofy or Donald? The new 50th statues are. Anyway... It's always advantageous if you can find a spot for fireworks where um, there's stuff in front of you where people can't stand. So a lot of times people make the mistake of um, getting somewhere where there's a pathway and that pathway sometimes people get in front of you and you maybe not have the best view of the fireworks. It's just super great to find a spot where there's a railing and there's like grass or statues or whatever in front of you where nobody's ever going to be in your way for the fireworks show. So. Um, I got that place for a happily ever after, and um, right before that I got just the ice cream cone from the Plaza Ice Cream, 
to enjoy as I waited. And I waited about an hour um, to watch that show because the last time I was going to go see Happily Ever After. And uh, so Happily Ever After happened. It's amazing. You know, shed a tear. No more. And then um, instead of following the herd, so there's so many people watching that fireworks show. Everybody, it's a mass exodus, right? Because the park's closing, everybody heads towards the end of the park. And so you may have heard me talk about this on, on other shows, but, you know, that's why you go do something different. So I wanted to go ride the People Mover because the People Mover is another one of my favorite rides. So I start walking to Tomorrowland. Unfortunately, the People Mover wasn't working. So I was like, you know what? I haven't done Astro Orbiter in forever. And Astro Orbiter at night is just special, looking at Tomorrowland and all the lights and the castle. And so I did Astro Orbiter, um, and unfortunately it took a lot longer than it should have. There were some issues with Astro Orbiter, because I was thinking I would be able to A, either get in line for um, Space Mountain, or B, um, be able to get on People Mover, because it started working as I was waiting to get on Astro Orbiter. Um, unfortunately, I got off of Astro Orbiter at like, it was like 8.58, and by the time I got the elevator down, it was past 9, and so at that point, I couldn't get on People Mover or Space Mountain. So if you didn't already know, park closed at 9 that night. Whatever night the park, whatever time the park closes, if you were in line before park closed, then you get to ride that ride. But unfortunately, I didn't get to ride that ride, but man, was that a busy day. Um... And so then I just headed back to the hotel. So let me just go over it again. Like I arrived at the airport at 10 a.m. in uh, in Orlando. I go, I get my car, Hollywood Studios, Smuggler's Run, Eat at Docking Bay 7, Road Star Tours, Ate a Wookiee Cookie Backlot back Express, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, Tower of Terror, Drove to Magic Kingdom, Heard the Dapper Dans, went to do Splash Mountain, did Pirates of the Caribbean, did Jungle Cruise, ate at Skipper's Canteen, rode Seven Doors Mine Train, rode Big Thunder Mountain, uh, Happily Ever After, I got to watch it, and then I did the Astro Orbiter. That was one day. That is September. Like, there was no wait. This was a Saturday, a weekend, and I was able to do one million things and park hop in between. Now, Park hopping, you know, and something I'm definitely used to. So I I was ready and prepared. You know, I, I have my annual pass, which gives me free parking. And uh, those parking styles are all open when I went there. And I just handed my ID and that parking pass and just lets me in really quick. And I just go park and go. So anyway, that was Saturday. And then Sunday, um, my flight left at 7 o'clock at night, um, just to let you know. And it got it got delayed, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So just act like I was gonna leave at 7:25. I think was when my flight left. So I got up, and this was my Epcot day. So this is when I was going to Remy Ratatouille's preview, and my preview didn't start till noon um, for Remy, so I couldn't get into the preview until noon. But I wanted to start the day off right, and so what did I do? I went to the Grand Floridian for breakfast. I had breakfast at 8:30. Um, at the Grand Floridian because I wanted to get the buttermilk fried chicken and waffle, which it's like the best chicken and waffle you could possibly get, just to let you know. If you ever want to try chicken waffle, if you never had it, this is the best. This is the best one I've ever had, better than tons of places around the country. 
this place. So, um, Grand Floridian Cafe, buttermilk fried chicken and waffle. It says ham breaded chicken breast and malted waffle with sriracha honey drizzle. It's awesome. So, highly recommend it. I started off my day with a huge, uh, huge meal and I couldn't even finish it. Like, the waitress is like, yeah. She's like, not very many people can eat that by themselves. And I was like, yeah, no, I couldn't do it. Um, so anyway, after that, um, I walked around Grand Floridian for just a little bit. Um, and then I headed to Epcot. And, of course, like I said, I couldn't get into Remy's until noon. And so I basically rope drop test track. So I went straight to test track and was on it. And I was one of the first few people to be able to be on Epcot. I mean, first of like probably, I don't know, one of the first 50 anyway. And I rode Test Track and then I got out and then I spent some time in the Creations, which is the new shop in Epcot. So there used to be mouse gear in Epcot. And this new creation shop's really cool. But I spent some time in there just looking at the different merchandise that they had in Creations within Epcot. Um, and then I went over to Soren and Soren was pretty much a walk-on as well. I mean, this is a Sunday in September so that's why I'm talking about September is amazing um, I walked on Soren um, after I got off Soren I headed towards uh, Remy because it was time for my sneak preview and I got there a little bit early and they let me in early which was awesome and I was able to you know take in that whole area if you listen to my last podcast I, re- I rode it three times um, yeah so it was awesome so I did Remy's and then I wanted to try a couple things from the um, Food and Wine Festival that I had seen on different vlogs. And so I ate two different things. And um, man, they're awesome. So if you need if you need two things to try, these two things are great. So the first is, um, it's from, uh, what was it from? ESPN something was the booth. But the bottom line is it's corned beef corner route is what it's called the corned beef corner route it was smoked corned beef with crispy potatoes cheese curds pickled onions and beer cheese fondue and it was awesome and so this this little um pop-up is over near test track um it's not actually in the world showcase and it is awesome so the corned beef corner route definitely an amazing little meal and then uh there's the place called mac and eats that's all different mac and cheeses and I got the cowboy macaroni and cheese with smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, pickled peppers, and onion straws. Man, it was awesome. So that was my lunch. Um, so that's what I ate in lieu of trying to eat crepes at um, the France portion of Remy. Um, I wanted something different. I mean, I like crepes. Crepes aren't just like something that's like amazing to me where I'd heard these two things were great. So I went and tried them and they were amazing. So, you know, and they were just small bites, and um, they were great. And then after that, I went and rode Spaceship Earth, uh, just because it's classic. I unfortunately lost my Mickey sunglasses on Spaceship Earth, um, and I knew since I was leaving that night, there was no way I was going to be able to get them. So unfortunately, I lost my Mickey sunglasses on Spaceship Earth. But Spaceship Earth, always a good time. Spaceship Earth earth is the giant big ball there in epcot if you didn't already know after spaceship earth i got my car and rode to animal kingdom because i saw there was like hardly any weight at animal kingdom so it's like 
Oh my gosh, this is like, I'm gonna do all four parks in these two days, like less than two days. And so I did. And so I went over to Animal Kingdom and I got in line for Flight of Passage. And you know what, this one took, this one took a little bit of a time to, like I'd say it probably took 30 to 40 minutes. So it was probably longer than Mickey and Minnie's run, Runaway Railroad the day before. But, um, you know, Flight of Passage is just amazing. So anyway, I did Flight of Passage. Um, amazing. Love it. It, it. Can't get enough of that ride. And then I walked to Kilimanjaro Safaris because I saw it said it was a five-minute wait. So I went. It was a walk-on. You just walked right on. I got to, you know, enjoy a, um, a great, you know, Kilimanjaro Safari, seeing lots of cool animals. And then I got off there, and I was like, you know what? I, I probably ought to go. You know, it's getting a little bit later I got to go catch my flight, and there were some other issues going on with my flight that I was concerned about. Um, but when I walk past Everest, it says 10 minutes, and I'm like, well, that basically means it's a walk-on. So I go to Everest and pretty much walked on it, too. And so then I rode Everest. And then as I was going out, um, I had to stop at, at Dino Eats there because um, I'd never got a Dole Whip the whole time I was there, so I got a Trilobites Twist. Um, I'd seen it before, heard about it, and I went for it. So it's Dole Whip Orange and Vanilla Soft Serve. It was really great. So I grabbed that as I was walking out of the park and just eating you know, this Dole Whip Orange and Vanilla Soft Serve as I was walking out of Animal Kingdom. And I left there, it was probably around 4.30, and headed straight to the airport. And then that was my days, like two days in September. And I rode pretty much, I wouldn't say every major ride, but a lot of the major rides within Walt Disney World. I look back and think about, okay, what did I not ride? Okay, Rise of Resistance I didn't ride, Slinky Dog, Toy Story Mania. Um, man, when I mean, Space Mountain... Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Haunted Mansion. So there's there's definitely some rides that I didn't ride, but I was there two days and rode so many major attractions. And I know I kind of went off on a tangent. I may have bored you by now about this quick trip that I took. But I say all this to let you know that picking times to go to Disney can be so advantageous. So September, amazing time to go. And then any time kids are in school is a great time to go. If you want to take your kids out of school, if you homeschool, whatever, go when everybody else is in school. So anyway, I just thought I'd talk about, you know, times to go to Disney and go over a quick trip that I just had. And um, man, I can't wait to go back. I'll be back here in uh, less than two weeks for uh, the 50th anniversary celebration things. Um, I won't be there on October 1st, but I'll be there soon after that. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. And uh, I hope you all have a magical day. Thanks again. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, you know, like, write a review, do all those things. Love you guys. Have a magical day.